finest place to talk about coronavirus. You fund the police. Everything. Give me liberty or give me COVID-19. Right now, more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is Thursday, May the 5th, which means uh, just a few days away from Mother's Day. By the way, our category for political trivia, which we'll play in a little bit, uh, is Mother's Day commerce in the United States. Okay. And I test drove this question, and it was answered pretty quick. So when we open up the phone lines for that, you might want to be uh, one of the first in line. I think it's going to go quick. Taking a look at your weather forecast, it is uh, a little cooler here in the next couple of days. Tonight's overcast skies will uh, have a low temperature of about 60 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy early, a chance of thunderstorms developing later in the day, mid-80s for a high. Tomorrow night, uh, scattered showers and thunderstorms alone near 65. Saturday rain in the morning and then uh, clearing later in the afternoon, a high of about 76 degrees. And uh, Mother's Day is going to be clear. Well, partly partly sunny. Let's put it that way. Partly cloudy, partly sunny. What's the difference between partly cloudy and partly sunny? But the high is only going to be 64 on Sunday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Weather brought to you by the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Warmer weather is here. What a better way to enjoy it than get outside with family and friends and get on the green side or pool side of life. Voted best golf course in Greenville three years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club is waiving all initiation fees. They want you to join in on the fun. Become a member today. Even if you're not a golfer, Ironwood has new social memberships. They include access to their pool and uh, clay surface tennis courts and a member of their only uh, their full-service only dining, member-only full-service dining. I'll get it out. For more information, contact membership director Jenna Doyle, 252-752-4653. Ironwood, a gorgeous, gorgeous facility up there. Go see it and enjoy. So as we mentioned yesterday, there has been the suggestion by a number of people, including the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal, that the type of fanatic that would willingly attempt to disrupt the integrity of the Supreme Court of the United States might also try even something more extreme. In fact, a Twitter blue check just suggested that two conservative Supreme Court justices be killed. And there was no action, by the way, taken against this Twitter account. This is unbelievable. (laughs) This is from Alex Berenson, who is a conservative who uh, you've seen him numerous times on Tucker Carlson. Some guy by the name of Simon Gwynn writes, interesting real-life trolley problem in America now. If you had the chance to kill Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito, the two oldest right-wing Supreme Court justices— Should you do it while Biden can get his nominees to replace them confirmed? It's an interesting abstract abstract question, but becomes a real conundrum if, say, you are terminally ill and have little to lose yourself, but know that it could save many women's lives in the future. Now, this guy went on to uh, delete that tweet, but again, not because Twitter... uh, banded or knocked him off that didn't happen he just deleted it on his own it is uh, unbelievable but because of these kind of nuts and this guy needs to be this guy needs to be arrested i mean this is just uh, if this guy made this threat to the president of the united states secret service would be at his place right now they need to be at the because of what he said they need to be investigating him right now. Well, and, unless he made those threats to get Donald Trump, and then he in would, that case, that'd be fine, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, 
what's going to happen um it, it, you know, I don't, I don't even want to predict something's going to happen. I hate to even talk about it, but if any violence occurs, I mean, look at members of Congress. You know, Senator Warren yesterday, and yeah, it's uh, just as flippant as this guy. Other House members, you know, just acting just a fool. I mean, that's all you can say about it over this issue. And when you know, they're supposed to be measured and 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 all that. She was and, not measured by any no, means. She looked like a nutcase. Um, well, she is. <laughs> and then, and, and then all, all the sorts Indian of congressmen, princess. yeah, all sorts of congressmen said things yesterday on the Democrat side yeah. about it, and yeah, yeah, it's an insurrection. That's well, what it is. well, we say all that to say <laughs> that there have been a lot of voices out there that said, "Hey, you know what? It wouldn't be a bad idea for SCOTUS to go ahead, vote on this, and release their decision sooner rather than later, because it would put it to bed. It would be a done deal." Uh, right now, I mean, I, I pray for the safety of men like Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito and Kavanaugh and uh, Gorsuch and, and uh, Amy, Barrett, Amy Coney Barrett. So uh, will it be released? It's entirely possible. I would not. It would not surprise me if they did that. Yeah. Now, John Roberts has said, well, you know, we're not going to change the way we behave based upon this leak. But I, 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 again, would not be surprised if they did have an earlier than normal release of this thing. Well, as I said yesterday, I think, I mean, John Roberts came out with a with a uh, statement. But I, I really think the thing that they should have done, and I believe if the other justices were, you know, really cared about the court and cared about what um, – the judiciary means to the United States. That statement should have been a public statement with all the justices standing yes, behind him, yeah, yeah. singing united, off the, yeah. united, singing off the same sheet of music, Agreed. saying that this release undermines this institution. That's I think that's yeah, what should have I happened. agree. So the question then it becomes: if they release, if the SCOTUS comes out and they return Roe v. Wade, the abortion decision from the feds back to the people so that the states can decide, which is, by the way, what democracy is. All these liberals that are going around say, this is the end of democracy. This is what democracy looks like. (laughs) But the question is, what would happen in North Carolina if suddenly tomorrow the federal government was no longer in charge of making the decision on on abortion? What would North Carolina's law look like? Now, according to the Guttmeyer Institute, 22 states have bans or could ban abortion if Wade is over, if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Some six states either have pre-Roe bans that were enacted before 1973 and they were never removed, or have six-week abortion bans, eight-week abortion bans, and uh, but he, and then there's 16 states plus the District of Columbia that have codified the right for illegal abortions, but. Here's the question. What would North Carolina look like? On the phone to help answer that question for us is Representative Keith Kidwell, who represents District 79, Beaufort and Craven Counties. Keith, welcome back in. Good to have you with us. Tom, how you doing tonight? Good. That was a long introduction to bring you in. but uh, here. So what would it look like? I mean, if, if that's the question, if North Carolina suddenly is faced with okay now the decision on abortion is our decision are there laws on the book that we would go back to or or, i mean what what did it look like back in 1973 before the feds decided to take over this decision so that that's a great question i actually spoke today with uh, a a very high uh, member of the north carolina legal uh, 
business, I'll call it, um, in reference to that. And his indication was uh, that he felt we would likely have to turn around and pass new laws to deal with abortion. In speaking to the dean of Regent University, who used to be the administrative officer of the courts here in North Carolina, very well-respected legal mind, his indication is is that we go back to the pre-Roe v. Wade laws, which to his recollection was you had a ban on abortion except for the life of the mother. Um, so, and, and we're kind of looking at this. I, I, I've been very busy on this whole project because, as you know, I'm a, a staunch pro-life advocate, and I spoke to the Speaker of the House this morning. We're likely going to put together a committee to study what, if anything, we need to do. Because it may be we just let the law stand the way it is and let the, uh, which you know they're going to, let the left sue us and and let that go to the North Carolina Supreme Court uh, in the next uh, court cycle, which will be after the November election. What, uh, so, so if, if um, and uh, the former uh, Chief Justice, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, um, this up at Mark region. Martin. M- Mark Martin, thank you. Mm. I, all I could think was race car driver. Um, I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> Mark Martin, who used to be at the North Carolina Supreme Court, you're right, is now at Regent University. But uh, so what he is saying is we would go back to the, 19, the pre-1973 law, which was a ban on abortion unless the life of the mother was uh, literally in danger. Correct. So we're, we're looking at two different opinions from two very highly placed uh, legal minds. Um, so we're, we're going to have to sort it all out, Tom. I've actually asked legislative analysis to give me uh, what their opinion would be. And I, I suspect, I, I think we're going to come down to the old law goes back into effect. Now, uh, when I spoke to the person in the courts in North Carolina, the answer there was unless we had done something between 73 and now to codify Roe v. Wade here, which I don't believe we have, uh, the old law is going to go back into effect is what it boils down to. But you also were texting me earlier today and saying that you are working on a potential law um, and, and I guess that that will be dependent upon whether or not you go back to the pre-73 law or not. I mean, that might be more satisfactory to your way of thinking. But if you had to come up with a new law, um, you said you are beginning the you're on the infancy stages of that. No pun intended. But um, what are you thinking about if, if that were to be the case? Well, I kind of like the old law. If we can go back to that. Uh, where we're we're allowing for the life of the mother, and that would be the choice of the mother, her her preacher, and her doctor. Uh, I think that's wholly acceptable. And you know, no matter what we do, it's going to end up in court, and the North Carolina Supreme Court will ultimately have to make that decision as to what's right. This is why, and I know you've heard me say this before, but the the judicial elections that we're facing now in, in, in the primaries and then again in November... These are going to be some of the most important informative elections exactly. for the state of North Carolina for many years to come. Exactly. The uh, now this is an interesting situation. If 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 you were to, I want to say you, the legislature, were to pass a new law, 
I suppose Cooper could veto it, but I don't. He couldn't come if you if you strictly go back to the pre seventy three law. Cooper couldn't do anything about it, could he? He can't veto a that, law that's that in the is books. Correct. Yeah, he could ask the legislature to change it, but he's not going to get that to move through uh, neither the House nor the Senate. We're uh, I've I've talked to to the speaker and and suggested that we set up a uh, a, a committee to review this. And, uh, of course, I volunteered to chair that committee along with a, uh, a co-chair uh, to make sure that we do what needs to be done and do it the right way, or do we need to do nothing and let it work its way through the court? So it's, gonna, it's not going to be something we can fix uh, prior to probably the next uh, legislative session, which will begin in, in late January, early February next year. Well, but we need to start working on it now. Well, I was going to say, depending on what the experts were to say, I mean, we can't just be in a void. With, if, if the previous law did not take effect, then I guess there's going to be some expert somewhere or someone's going to come out with a, an, an opinion piece. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you have to have a, a special session of uh, the legislature to, to work on this if the pre-73 law doesn't take effect? Well, the problem there, Tom, is in order to get a special session, you have to have the governor call us in. <laughs> You're right. Or, or, yep. Or we have to get 72 members to vote us in, and we're not going to get 72 uh-huh. members to go in and deal with an abortion law. You know that. There you go. Well, Keith, so, uh, this is... I, I suspect it's going to be we go back to the 73 law. I mean, that's, that's kind that of sounds the ideal. I'm getting. That sounds uh, ideal, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that really is. It is ideal. It allows us to... Uh, to not have to to go through the hassle of changing laws and uh they're going to sue us no matter what we do they, they, you know they're they're doing that every time we do anything uh so yeah i i, I look forward to getting the uh, new supreme court in place in in the first of next year and then we'll take this to the mat and see what's going to happen. But he's got a question for you. Yeah, Keith, this is Benny. Uh, sure. I, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to ask you what do you think about the attorney general and the governor. But, but yesterday, I, <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> but, uh, but yesterday, I. Benny, have you ever read my bumper sticker on my truck? <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, yesterday, I talked about the amazing thing to me you know, Josh Stein, our attorney general. Roy Cooper, the governor, former attorney general, both practicing attorneys in in, in former life and, and argued cases before. I, I mean, their statements are basically purely political statements about, you know, hey, the Republicans are stripping a woman's right to choose and vote Democrat. I, mean, I just could not believe either one of them would not step up as as, you know, legal people and say, hey, this was unnecessary. They, they shouldn't have done this, undermining the Supreme the leak. Court, talking about the leak. I mean, I, that just yeah. tells me that there's not anything in them but but politics. I mean, what, do you, what what's your thoughts on that? Well, I agree with you, Benny. When when I look at both Cooper and Stein, uh, both of them abdicated their responsibilities as the AG, uh, and Cooper has abdicated his responsibility over and over again when it's convenient uh, to to not do what they should. Uh, be doing. I mean, Stein would not defend the uh, the DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act. Yeah. You know, we look at these different situations, and they they pick and choose which laws they're going to enforce. And I guarantee you, Josh Stein, if it comes down to it, and North Carolina does go back to the pre seventy three law, do you think Josh Stein's going to prosecute any of those? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't think so. Which is which is total malfeasance. I mean, it's it's total. I mean, the, the, the Cooper has the right to do that, but but Josh Stein is there to enforce the laws. 
Hey, uh, thanks for checking in with us, Keith. We got to run, but uh, keep up the good work. And uh, as you find out more information about this, keep in touch with us. I will. Thanks, Tom. Uh, um, thank you. thank you, Keith. Hey, let's play political trivia, shall we? 561-8255. Got a good prize package and uh, a question that's going to go quick. I really do think so. 561-8255, political trivia, when we get back. <laughs> 